Welcome to the Pregnant with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Regina Hassan. I'm here with you today. And this is the podcast that uh, celebrates and encourages people 60 plus who are living out or looking for their God-given purpose. On our show today, we have author, pastor, Howard Turnley. He's joining us today. And I'm going to have to read his bio. It's short, but I'm going to have to read it because... I'm 60 plus. I couldn't memorize it. Okay. (laughs) Howard Turnley is a former USAF officer and retired elder of the United Methodist Church, where he he was the pastor of two inner city congregations. After working for 35 years in the business world as a certified public accountant and the vice president of a university, he accepted his call to ministry at age 61. (laughs) He then earned his Master's of Divinity degree from Southern Methodist University Perkins School of Theology. Since then, Pastor Turnley has devoted the last 16 years to helping others to find their purpose in life and in doing so, achieve the purpose they have found and live a meaningful life. Y'all, Pastor Howard Turnley, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming today. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So... I jotted down a few little questions that I want to go over with you, if you don't mind. Go ahead. <laughs> so, first of all, you said you accepted at 61. Right. Do you mind telling us your age now? If, if that's a thing, just... Why are you embarrassing me like that? <laughs> <laughs> they can I'm, cut it out, Pastor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in good shape. You are? Uh, 78 on March 7th. Just celebrated my birthday. You're 78? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. So it states that uh, you worked in the business world as a CPA right. and the vice president of a university for 35 years. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to know, did you retire from the business world? Like uh, they gave you a little party and they launched you off in a gold watch? Mm-hmm. Or did you leave to pursue your calling? I left to pursue my calling. Did you? Yes, did I did. You? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was a uh, situation where... Uh, the calling got heavier and heavier. Really? And my devotion to the business got less and less. Oh. So I decided just to go full time. I think God made it crystal clear that he wanted me to do something other than what I was doing. Oh, okay. That's my next question. That leads me. Did you have a, uh, any desires or thoughts to be a minister? I never did. Uh, it's it's uh, ironic <laughs> and that there are no ministers in my family. Wow. And so as a kid... I used to laugh at ministers when they would preach. And so I never wanted to get myself in that situation. So (laughs) when God called me, I asked him, was he sure? (laughs) That was my question. I was going to ask you, how long had he been calling? Or was he calling and you going, wrong number, leave a message? Yeah, I'm sure he had been calling for quite a while. Wow, wow. I started off initially, I I developed a program called... uh, financial planning from a biblical perspective. Okay. And I was teaching that class, and I felt that, okay, God, I'm doing what you want me to do. Right. So I was going around the city and going around the state mm-hmm. teaching that particular class. And ironically enough, God said that there's more that I require of you. Wow. And he wanted more. Wow. And eventually, you, you go through a period of time. I ended up going on a three-day retreat with just a Bible, a pencil, and a paper. And when I came from that retreat, I knew then I was called. You were called. Right. Wow. Wow. That's fascinating. Thank you. 
Now, now about the book. Uh, you just authored a book, Blessed Over 60. Mm-hmm. Tell us how this book got started. How did you get started with this? It's very interesting. Uh, I was preaching a sermon, uh, The Joys of Living a Meaningful Life. Mm-hmm. And in preaching that sermon, uh, an elderly gentleman came up to me and said, you know, Pastor, that's a great sermon for young folks. But I've done all I need to do. It's time for them to take over. Mm. And my response to him was, you're never too old to dream, and you're never too old to set new goals. Mm. And then it dawned on me that there were a lot of people in my congregation who were similar to him. And so I started to, I started a Bible study class with people over 60. And from that point on, it just grew from that. Really? Right. Really. I, I can really relate because... <laughs> You know, my story is I didn't plan for 60, uh, Pastor. You know, I mean, I, I didn't see my life uh, in that. So uh, when I got to 60, I really had a, what now, what, what, what now? You know, I had that kind of, that kind of attitude. Right. Okay. Uh, can you tell everyone, because I've been, I, you know, I've read the excerpts, but mm. can you tell everyone the three features involved in living a me- meaningful life? <laughs> and I like those, by the way. Yeah. The first thing you have to understand about living a meaningful life, everything starts with a relationship with God mm-hmm. through his son, Jesus Christ. Okay. Once you get that, then you walk into the three features. The first one is significance. Knowing that what you do matter to you, to God, and to others. Mm. The second feature is, I call it synergy. And you might recognize synergy if you think of Romans 8.28. Right, exactly. All things work together for good to those who call for the Lord and call by his, for his purpose. Mm-hmm. And so synergy is doing those things that matter to others. And then finally with security. Security is being secure in God's love. There is no greater security than God's security. Right. Where he said, I'll never leave nor forsake you. I'll be with you always. always. What greater security is there? Wow. <laughs> you can't get any more secure than that. <laughs> Which leads uh, us into the book also provides a scriptural foundation for seven biblical principles. Right. And uh, you know those principles? You should. You wrote oh, them, huh? Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you give us those, uh, those principles? Yeah, the first one is divine purpose. And in life, everything starts with your purpose. And without a purpose, you just drift. And a lot of people are drifting. The second purpose is love. My primary concern there is I notice among my church members that they have this great love that they give to others. Mm. But they're having trouble loving themselves. And so that's what motivated me to go to love. The third one is courage. And, of course, to do anything in life, you need courage. The fourth one is gratitude. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful. Be thankful. Generosity, give. Mm -hmm. Continue to give. People who give live good lives. The next one was brokenness. Let me just just ask you about that. Mm -hmm. Um, when you say brokenness, are you talking about like humility or like a contrite heart or what what did you mean by brokenness? Trials and tribulations, mm-hmm. the difficult times in life. Mm-hmm. If you look at Ephesians six, they talk about the spiritual warfare 
that's when you have those moments in life where God wants to teach you a lesson. Right. He wants to transform you from your will to his will. will. And that's what brokenness does. And it comes in a lot of different ways. It comes emotionally, financially, health. Physically. It comes in all kind of ways. But God will break you. He doesn't want to break you where you can't do what it is that he wants you to do. do. But as the psalmist say, the contrite spirit, the broken heart is what God looks for. And then once he's broken you, then he can mold you in the way he wants you to go. Put you back together the way he wants you to be. (laughs) It's nothing like being broken by the one who put you together. Isn't that true? (laughs) You don't have to worry about it. He he knows exactly what the owner's manual is. And then the seventh one? Oh, the seventh one is perseverance. You can't do anything without... Perseverance is really the key. Whenever you start something, you, you just can't quit. Once that divine purpose has been revealed to you, you have to work it until God says, well done, come on home. Right. So you got to persevere. You can't quit. Don't stop. <laughs> so <clears throat> I've asked you to send me your bio, and, mm-hmm. and you included some excerpts uh, from the book, right. including the introduction, right. which I'm glad you talked about. Uh, how you got started with the book when you preached the sermon and someone came up to you because I can relate to that totally, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like my time has passed, you know. It's over with. It's too late. It's, it's for the young for, folks. It's for the young <laughs> folks, you know. I'll never get a chance to do that again. Mm-hmm. And here I am doing a podcast. Right. But out of all the uh, principles you decided to send, which this kind of blew me, blew me away, and I want to talk to you about this. Okay. Uh, you decided to send principle three, which was courage. Right. Right. And I can just tell you personally, I've been like a wreck about this podcast. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be doing this. No, you can't do this. It's like you, you know, mm-hmm. who do you think you are? Oh, that's a good one. You, mm-hmm. Who do you think you ought to do a podcast? Right. You don't even know what a podcast is. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And um, I, I looked at this principle and it was on courage and I was just taken away. Mm-hmm. So I want to go through some excerpts right quick. Okay. Right quick. I want to go through some excerpts. Um You said, in addition to the heroic moments we associate with courage, it takes courage to face life's ordinary and everyday challenges. It takes courage to do what is right when it would be easy to do wrong. It takes courage to act on our own convictions, even if this requires us to go beyond our comfort zone, like now. Right. It takes courage to place moral principles over greed. Courage sometimes requires us to risk doing something new (laughs) instead of staying safe. Truth and humility take courage. It takes courage to have faith and trust in a God we have never Never seen. seen. (laughs) We face these choices daily and sometimes they happen so fast we find ourselves acting instinctively rather than making courageous choices. Right. That's heavy, man. And that's just the first page of the <laughs> chapter of, on courage. Right. But mm. You're absolutely right. It mm. takes courage to do a lot of it, you know, to do mm. a lot of things. I almost get up and just face the day, you know. Right. And uh, looking at from it from that standpoint, as you say, we see courage as here I am to right. save the day, you right. know. <laughs> and you, you break it. <laughs> 
that was Mighty Mouse. <laughs> uh, you know, that's how you see it. You know, so you know, you see people doing these heroic things, and you know, ah, oh, they're so courageous. But the person that gets up and goes to work uh, a nine to five, day in and day out, to take care of their family, you know, uh, in troubled times, right. like this time. Right. That does take courage. Takes a lot of courage. A lot of courage. A lot of courage. I got some more. You got some good stuff in here. Okay. Okay. Um, this is under the segment that says, why is courage important to living a meaningful life? You said, courageous people can make themselves better and stronger during hard times when the odds are stacked against them. You, mm. you believe that? What happens, courage is something that we develop. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily something that we're born with. And so as you go through difficult times, you get the courage to go through the next difficult time. And then when the next difficult time comes, you have the courage to go through it. Mm -hmm. So that bravery that you talk about, about that heroic stuff that you talk about, it has been developed. It's a process. Mm -hmm. And as you grow, you have courage to do many things. Wow. The people in Ukraine have courage to defend yeah, that country. Exactly, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I attribute that to a lot of um, mm-hmm. young people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I talk about the fact that uh, growing up in, a, in, a, in my family, it was about safety. You know, right. we're going to get over the fears. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But it was about being safe and secure, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't do things like work on a job for a year and quit. It was like, oh, no, you better, you better keep that job. You Financial know? security. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they got insurance. You know, yeah. you better not quit that job. You know, right. them people good to you. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was the mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I see... Uh, this generation that will walk into stuff, even though they've never ventured, they don't know anything about it either, but they right. just walk into it with that faith, you know. Right. I, I, I really I really can see the importance of having that courage. Oh, yeah. It's, it, you know, it's, you got to have it to take that, that step of faith, that leap yeah. of faith. It's, it's important. Okay, this one hit me on my head because I sent this scripture to... Uh, the um, founder of the network that we are on, okay. the Community Cultivation Network, is Jasmine Jones. I, I sent her this scripture uh, this past week, and that's why I, I highlighted it. You said, pursuing new challenges takes courage, but you must take that first step of faith to fulfill your divine purpose. God himself told Isaiah, (laughs) but forget all that, the past. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do, for I'm about to do something new, a new thing, okay? Uh, See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Uh, You know, (laughs) and you know, I just... I, and and I, that's why I wanted to ask you in doing this. Mm. You know, what made you send this particular uh, out of all those principles? What made you send principle three on courage? I, I'm I'm real curious about that. If you look at the principles, divine purpose is what guides us. Mm-hmm. It's our north star. Right. That's our guiding light. Okay. Love is the fuel that propels all of that. Okay. Courage, everything rests on courage. Right. All the principles, the first two, 
and the next four after that. You can't do any of them without courage. Cause it, right, because it takes courage to to live out and look to look for a purpose. It takes courage for that, mm-hmm. and it takes courage to love. It takes courage. Anything you do, when you really think about it, requires courage. Right. And then I think I talk about Joshua. Yes, you do. You do. And here was Joshua, who had been with Moses for 40 years. Mm-hmm. But what was the first thing God told Joshua? Now, uh, take courage. Take courage. Do not be afraid. Do right? not be afraid. I'm with you. I'm with you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> right, that, right. That's what God told Joshua. And we all need that. We all need that. No matter what we try to do in life, ultimately we will reach a situation where we're going to need courage to move past where we are and get to where we want to go. Okay. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> I love this. Okay. Now. You said, consequently, fear is a significant barrier that blocks most people from living meaningful lives. I know it's been for me. According to a survey conducted for the Home Instead Senior Care Network, the top 10 fears for people over 60 are the fear of, one, losing independence. Right. Not being able to do what Take we, care of themselves. Take care of ourselves. Right. Uh, uh, which they call places like where I live, mm. independent living facilities. Right. You know, mm. uh, this one they call active, active adults. Active adults. They don't like seniors. So they I got active you. Adults. <laughs> that means we're still doing some things. Right. Okay. Uh, declining health. Right. Of course, you know. And that's you know we all deal have to deal with declining health as we age. Yeah. That, that's one of the consequences of aging. Right. But we don't have to let our declining health determine who we are and what we can do. In spite of all the difficulties that we run into, we can still do things. We can still do things. You know, I'm a cancer survivor. I have chronic kidney disease. You keep living in spite of all of that. All of that. Right. Right. In fact, that keeps, that helps you overcome those ailments that you're dealing with. Right. And, And doing this, we did some research those people who have purpose and who have courage to keep going, live longer, live more productive lives, mm-hmm. and are more active. And are more active. <laughs> Running out of money. I think that is the problem with 60 plus, 60 below. I think <laughs> At every age. Right, at every age. <laughs> running the fear of running out of money. But when you get... You know, when, mm. when you're younger, man, if you quit this job, mm. you can still put in 20 years on another job. You right. know, mm. I quit this job. I don't have another 20 years, uh, Pastor. Um, mm. You know, that's what my mind says. I know, you know, mm. I have as long as God gives me. You know, mm. Caleb, Caleb made it very clear. <laughs> you know, mm. you know, he I, he was ready to even do even more, you know. Right. So running out of money. Running out of money is... Uh, Particularly with people over 60, you want to make sure that you have enough money to last through your retirement. Right. A personal story, you asked me, did I retire mm-hmm. or did I just accept my calling? Right, right. Well, if you're married and you're dealing with six-figure income mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you go home one night and tell your wife... <laughs> I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I'm going to seminary full time. Why? Courage. Wow. A lot. 
A lot. Money, when money has always been the driving force. Yes. We had this, we had that. Fine house, fine yeah. cars. And now? Now I'm going to give this up. Wow. Courage. Right. <laughs> like, um, uh, uh, like Job's wife. Why don't you just curse God? And <laughs> she had gotten accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle, and it right. was falling apart. So, you know, mm. that courage, she needed that courage to be able to go forward, you know. Right. Okay, not, not being able to live at home. That is significant. Having to go to a facility. Having to go to a facility. An assistant living facility. Right. That is very significant. A nursing home. We spent our whole life to be independent, take care of ourselves, to be on our own. And now, at this point in life, we find ourselves in facilities. Mm. And that can be difficult. Very. And so that's a fear that people have. They don't want that to happen to them. And so that is definitely a big fear. (laughs) Death of a spouse or other family member. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm a widow. Um, uh, my husband, uh, this month marks his eighth year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even the little plans that I had past mm-hmm. 60 involved somebody else. Right. You know, we were going to do this thing together. Together, right. And, and then, you know, he passed away. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was like I didn't even want to do the thing anymore. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. Um. Inability to manage uh, their own activities of daily living. Right. Inability to take care of ourselves or... Inability just to do the... the just the little thing. Go to the mailbox. The hygiene, go to the mailbox. Right. Pay the bills. Even go to the restroom. Even go to the restroom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that inability to take care of yourself. I, I can see that fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fear of not being able to drive... I, you know, in Houston, I don't care if I ever drive. Uber me everywhere, you know. <laughs> I think I would only be a problem if I could, you know, because of, you know, because of the problem I have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with the way people drive, mm-hmm. you know, now, uh, you know, if, if I could get a chauffeur, mm-hmm. if I could afford a chauffeur, I mm-hmm. definitely would have one, you know. But the fear of driving... That relates to independence. Independence, because right. you can get up and go whenever you do want to. Do whatever you want to do. Because I know one it. thing that I hear people say, they hate waiting on somebody. That's right. <laughs> I hate waiting on it. They're always late, you know. Feeling lonely or isolated. Yeah. You know, um, understanding that even if I am alone, I'm, uh, even though I feel lonely, I'm not alone. Right. You know, trying to decipher that. You yeah, know. That, that two ways to look at it. I'm alone, but I'm rarely lonely. Uh, I'm in a crowd of a middle of people, but I'm lonely. Right, and I feel very lonely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, strangers caring for them. Right. That's, you know, that self-explanatory, and right. it makes sense because... My mom, uh, before she passed away, my mom was, you know, she wouldn't, even, she didn't even like anyone to do the home care thing, you know. She mm-hmm. was like, they don't want them in, you know. Mm-hmm. I gotta lock up all my jewelry. Um, she <laughs> could not stand that. And the last one is falling or getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best thing to do is just to go on and fall down. You know, don't <laughs> fight it. Just. Fall, all right? <laughs> you will save yourself a lot. Just fall. You'll be embarrassed, of course. But just hit the ground and just, you know, hopefully you can get back can up get again. Back right, up again. right, right, right. <laughs> okay, and um, this is the last thing I'm taking uh, from the book. 
Uh, and it just uh, talks about um, uh, the National Council on Aging said over 25 million Americans over 60 are economically insecure, living at or below the fe- uh, federal poverty line level. Right. Right. And that's what's shocking uh, to uh, read that. And um, the entire chapter is great. I can't wait to read read the book, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pastor. I am just so excited. Um, this book will give you step by step, or will give you guidance in how to live a meaningful life. Being blessed over sixty, um, I want to thank you for joining us today. I think we're doing good on time. I think we did pretty good. What about you? I think we did all right. Excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> the book is "Blessed After 60, mm-hmm. authored by Pastor Howard Turnley and Pastor. How- when, when, when are we going to be able to get our hands on this book? When can everybody get their hands on this book? The book should be available shortly. It'll be on Amazon. You can just go type in "Blessed After 60 and get it on Amazon. Or you can log in to blessedafter60.com, and you can order it from there. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for coming out. It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, I want to thank y'all for coming out. I want to thank this wonderful crew. I'm talking like I have a whole bunch of people, so that's how you do it, you know. Uh, I want to thank this wonderful crew, because y'all did an excellent job today, really an excellent job. And um, remember, my favorite saying You know, if you're not dead, God's not done. Mm -hmm.